evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back. This is Read It and Weep. Season four, we used to be a podcast about books, but then they moved the highway. And now we're four guys with perfect opinions about movies and pop culture. I am your host, Alex Falcone. I'm recording, as always, from beautiful North Koreatown, Los Angeles. Joining me today, I have an excellent panel. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland. I mean, the first podcast host of the day is always trouble, but it's Anthony Lopez. Did you know that if you type in $40,000, the first thing that one of the first things that comes up is 40000 in 1960? That's the kind yeah. of effect this movie has, you know? Uh, it gets you so- wondering. It's so funny that you mentioned that. The answer is $370,689.19. Yep. I uh, walk around with in cash on me all the time. Well, that's because you're a real estate pervert. Yeah, I love <laughs> to just give money to secretaries, I think. I don't know what that guy was also, really doing. Also joining us, he's at Hunbun on Letterboxd from the woods of Southeast Portland. He's a boy's best friend, uh, is, a co- is their co-host. Um, it's Hunter Donaldson. Sir, I'm coming to you from the shower, live from your shower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to work for this radio show, and I pitched for a, a segment one time that because you get your best ideas in the shower, we would put a writer in the shower for the entire recording because there was a shower oh, in the green room. This is old theater. And uh, so we just ran a mic and a monitor back to the shower, he just stood there the whole time and uh it turns out that that theater runs out of hot water at about eight minutes <laughs> so he was so cold but at the end of the show he was like i need to call my father and apologize it was great it was really beautiful wow he wasn't like well, he stuck it out it. he stuck it out the whole time he didn't give up yep. even when it got cold he just stayed he in the outside cold water. of the water mostly so it was really just kind of wasteful and did he get your passive aggressive message that you think he needs to shower more often <laughs> I assume that's what he apologized to his dad about. Also joining us to round out the panel in Northern California, I picked out the dress he's wearing. It's Periwinkle Blue. Welcome (laughs) back, Ezra Fox. I think you meant four guys and also four moms. What did I say? You said four guys with perfect opinions, but clearly you're four guys and also four moms. I think you mean three guys and my mom. I am, yeah. Um... Anyway, uh, boy, that's so that's it. Those are the jokes for today that you don't get. Um, before we start talking about our stuff today, uh, I'd like to thank all of our financially reckless meat buddies who take their hard-earned money in 1960s dollars and set it on fire through a website by going to our Patreon campaign and keeping the show going against our wills. That's the way it's working now. It's like, if the Patreon didn't exist... We would love to not do this. So this is the only reason this is still happening. You're forcing us to go. If you want to go to Metreon.com and keep us from being able to quit, that's where you can do it. Metreon. Keep me in the the goddamn fruit cellar for the rest of the week, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) You said we were going back, but now we went back. So You have looked better. Before we start talking about that movie... Let's do with segment one, the news. And there's, I will say, there's lots of important stuff going on in the world. But I would like to drill down on one story in particular coming out of New Zealand today. The city council, town council of uh, Christchurch in New Zealand has announced they're going to stop paying the wizard $16,000 a year, which they have done for 23 years. The city of Christchurch has an official had actually still has through December, an official city wizard 
or hat. Yeah, they're going to stop mm. paying him. They they have decided to anger the wizard by ending his mm. payroll. Was anybody else frustrated by how the headline was written? Because I don't really like the kind of mysterious with it. That they stopped paying the wizard as if that's like assuming I already know. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, well I believe this about? is a website for people in New Zealand, so they probably already know. Oh, uh, the, so everyone in New Zealand is have. just like, yeah, the wizard, the one wizard that we have. Well, it's yeah. both capitalized. The wizard is capitalized because the Christchurch wizard has been, for 23 years, he's been on the official payroll of the city where he gets $16,000 a year um, in New Zealand dollars, but still $16,000 a year to provide, quote, acts of wizardry and other wizard-related business. All I could think about when you sent me this story today was how fucking excited this guy was when they fucking found out that they were filming Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, he's got to be the so top excited fan. Yeah. And yeah. And just That's the fact such that, a like, good point. Especially, you know, in the... I'm, I'm sure it's still somewhat of a thing, but, you know, like, those first few years after the movies were coming out, like, the New Zealand tourist industry was all based around come and see where they shot the Lord of the Rings. Look! The bag end set is still there. And like people would just go. And I have to imagine a guy who's dressed up as a wizard in New Zealand probably was eating very well those ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, so just a quick update, in case you're curious, he's making $11,273.44 American each year. So it's about 70 cents in the dollar. Go ahead. Ezra. Well, even worse, when he started, he was making the equivalent of 25000 uh New Zealand dollars. Oh, so they have not been raising this for a cost. He hasn't gotten the cost so. of living increases. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, but God, they, they fucking he kept COVID at bay for that entire nation. Right. For, this is what I'm saying. Is I, my vibe on this is that I don't know what wizardry yeah. he's doing, but come on, for if the city the city can afford ten grand a year yeah. to just have the well, after this many years. Wait, wait, wait. That's the side you're on, Alex. This is yeah. surprising. I like. Yeah. I was like. I thought Look, you were I don't like, be like good riddance, the freeloader. Like mm. that's what well, I thought. Okay, actually, my, so my favorite thing about this story, I was like, because he's he's essentially a mascot. He's like a town yeah. mascot. He's like, well known. He dresses funny. He shows up at civic events. It's great. Um, you hear about like cities in Japan where like the mayor is a cat because like no one right. lives there. There's and always two cities at a time that have a cat or a child as a mayor. It's great fun. Mm. Um, and with him. Uh, I was like, okay, you know what? I mean, maybe they need to cut back and maybe they just don't, maybe they don't want to smell the old guy as their mascot. But then <laughs> the quotes from him in this story are, and I'll link this on our website, but this, the, 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 the quotes from him are so good. So when he found out he, his quote was, they are a bunch of bureaucrats who have no imagination, which is like, instead of being like, I'm proud to have served the city of Christchurch. He's like those bastards. I'll get them. And then later, he's like, I'm going to still go to public events and be the wizard. It makes no difference. I will still keep going. They will have to <laughs> kill me to stop me. And now that I know that he's a vengeful wizard, keep him on staff. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, this is the I'm best part about of the story. He's I'm not worried so about him salty. Because, mm. like, here's the thing. We know this. This is, like, the one thing we know about new wizards in New Zealand is that if you, like, strike them down, they just come back with whiter clothing. And that's it. Mm -hmm. They're totally, totally fine. This that's true. Oh yeah, that's all he had to say is when they were like the city council is like, uh, he said fly you fools. <laughs> no, the city council was like we've introduced a measure to stop paying you, and he said you shall not pass it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's good. good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Alex. We got there. Yummy. <laughs> I like. I we get to see your, your happy dance.
I was so happy. <laughs> I I just look like what are the I mean it's so cheap. How are they going to defend themselves against curses oh, now? Look, do you want to pay in this? No, I wizard don't, fund I'm not a city. But if you told me the city of Los Angeles was paying a wizard ten grand a year, just one wizard, I'd be like, that seems fine. Oh. I don't mean to be the Republican, but I just want to know, like, what was his duties? Like, what did he what did he do? Like, what was he actually doing? Because it feels he like no one's going to take that Well, so he did, he did acts of wizardry and other what wizard What does that mean? Just, just give me a little peek. What does this mean? Does the article have no concrete details of what he actually did? Like, let's, let's just look at some of the facts, all right? COVID was very, very small in New Zealand. Right? Yeah. That's true. Uh, okay. The digital overpassed ILM. This, things from New yeah. Zealand in the last yeah. 20, under his reign. Really let's good. Oh, Peter Jackson became this huge, you know, director, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Yeah. James Cameron is shooting mm-hmm. not one, not two, not three, but four Avatar sequels in their country right now. The thing mm-hmm. that all of us mm-hmm. were begging for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No we all wanted that. about Australia anymore. Everyone talks about New Zealand. And I'm just saying, what happened first? You know? Yeah, okay. okay. New Zealand also, becoming cool. To be clear, when you dig down, it's not actually the city of Christchurch. It's Christchurch NZ, which is the official promotional council of Christchurch. So he is just a fig- a person who is a popular figurehead. They pay him not even close to a living wage. It's not enough for him to live on. Right, just to have right. him go hang out and be like, chat up tourists, be public, kids shake, you know, take pictures with it. It's like, you know, it's like the mass, Timber Joey, you know, he like goes to the ho- children's hospital. Timber Joey? What's Timber Joey? He's the, the Portland Timbers mascot, the soccer team. He's like, he just shows up to the children's he's hospital a holding a chainsaw. Yeah, he's just a guy dressed as a as a um, timber Joey. A I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> he's a guy dressed up as a as a lumberjack and I uh, to the hospitals with a chainsaw. I don't get welcomed in, so I get. Do you remember this. Anthony? Actually, Anthony, we interviewed him, and he was kind of a jerk, if you recall. Mm. Um, he was on our show. Um, Boy, anyway, long chainsaw. Uh, um, I just love him saying, "I love how salty he is," mm. because it's saying like, "You'll have to kill me," and also, "How do you kill a wizard?" I don't even know how you do that. Um, I think you'd have to hire a warlock, and then you've got a whole mm. new set of problems because now the warlock mm. is—you know—he's going to stick around. You oh, got to like a, a little fly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you, <laughs> need a, you need a worm tongue to stab him in the back. Duh. That would yeah. work wizard, while you know? he's walking away. Yeah, that would yeah. be perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a stabbing—if Christchurch can pay someone to stab. You could just get a boy who lives <laughs> around. Yeah, yeah. If you could have him do a failed killing curse, that would be mm. really helpful. Um, it backfires, <laughs> small, I think. Small hmm. town in New Zealand stabs wizard <laughs> would be a pretty good headline. I don't like wish to die ill. It's it's a a call down their wrath by saying you have to kill me yeah. to get rid of it. You can't fire me. Yeah, I know. It's, it's yeah. going to be like a scene out of Game of Thrones when like everyone has to stab him, so they're all in on it. You know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In person, the whole yeah, city. That's so true. The line must be so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that one, mm, that one movie stab. about a train that I don't want to spoil. Okay. Anyway, that's our good. That's all the news I want to talk about. Let's move on to the homework. This week, our homework assignment, because it is the second episode of the Rocky Horror Podcast Show, we watched our Rocky movie, or the Rock movie last week, so now it's time for horror, kind of, technically. 
Actually, it's really more of a caper film with a few deaths along the way, and then a long Crowder TED horror. talk at the end. Come on, what? it's horror. <laughs> it's horror. Just because it didn't Crowder. scare you doesn't mean it wasn't horror. It's, it's the it's so cool. I mean, especially you know, we kind of just did um, Halloween not too long ago, and that was in a lot of ways that was like the very much the first slasher film. But there was a, a straight line from this film, Psycho, which we're going to talk yeah. about to Halloween. And I know I'm definitely not the first person to say it, but like. It is really cool, especially watching them so close, that, like, Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis, within 20 years, the mom is in, like, the proto-horror film, and then mm-hmm. 20 years later, the daughter is in the movie that cements the genre and builds the formula. It's it's just, it's very cool. It's, cool. it's yeah. very fun to do the two I movies close together. Even though I've seen this movie, I'd forgotten that it mm. is mostly a caper film, though. Like it becomes mm. sort of horror, but for a long, like for an hour, yeah. it's a caper movie. It's like um, the twist of the movie is that it's a horror movie. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. It's I, like yeah, it's that's telling cool. you it's this type of movie, and then you find out, oh wait, no, it's that is maybe uh, the coolest thing about this movie. Every time I rewatch it, is the um, the it's it. This is one of those movies that like the biggest problem with it. This biggest thing is that its own success that everyone knows what this movie is and what it's about. Every time I watch this movie, I really try to pit myself like, imagine you're just going to see a movie in 1960 and this is the movie you see, right? You have no idea what it's about. You have no idea where it's going. Well, Anthony, have I got great news? I can't do the 1960 part, but due to my really shoddy memory, Every time I don't remember what's happening and I'm delighted again. So I can oh, very wow. easily put myself in that position God, because I, I wish, was like I'm like jealous yeah. of you when you say wow, stuff I don't like remember that. any like, of this. I wish this I is, could live that. This is so fun. Yeah. I don't remember any we and then so, we only watched a couple years ago. This was my first time. Right. Really? And you didn't and you didn't know the twist. You didn't know I, any of that. I knew the twist because it's like yeah. it's like hard not to know it. Like, but I didn't know Well, you sorry, you know that she gets stabbed in a shower. You don't know yeah. the other part of the twist. You didn't know I, that she was like doing a caper for a while. I didn't I know the caper was a twist actually for me. Yeah. It's the reverse twist. You didn't the, know the, that it was baby's first caper for the first just, hour. The that's thing just that's you didn't know about the movie. That's not a twist. You can't just like start a movie <laughs> and like well, the okay, title comes up. You're like, oh a twist. What a twist movie has a title. This is crazy imagine a noodle it's got a twist in it that means one side and the other side you need both sides to have a twist in the middle i was watching star wars and i thought this movie was gonna be about a farmer trying to go to tashi station to get power converters (laughs) and then this huge twist happens yeah, it's crazy. Who thought Harry I'm Potter so was just going to be story. about a boy that lived under the cupboard? Okay, and then <laughs> there's this twist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you guys have figured out, we are talking about the 1960 film Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, written by Joseph hey. Stefano, who also who wrote, co-wrote... Him? What? Uh, did everyone notice Alfred Hitchcock in this movie? We got... Yes, what? standing outside the window. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's in there uh, it was written by Joseph Stefano who also co-wrote The Outer Limits and it's based on the 1959 novel of the same name by Robert Block it's starring Anthony Perkins who is also a pop singer whose single Moonlight Swim was a moderate hit in the US peaking at number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100 also starring Janet Lee, who we saw not too long ago in The Manchurian Candidate but is yeah. probably most famous for her role in Halloween H2O colon 20 years later yeah, yeah. Um, and then also Vera Miles, who did a five-year stint with Hitchcock and was also in Vertigo, among other things. So mm-hmm. that is the cast. For those of you 
who are not satisfied with our description of it so far as a caper movie with a twist, uh, let me give you my patented five-point summary. And just to kind of get you in the mood, I'm just going to do this in the background the whole time. Dun, 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 This movie has a lot of score. It's very good, but there's a lot of score in this movie. All right, so Marion Crane works in a cowboy real estate office in Phoenix, Arizona. But sometimes on lunch breaks, she has sex with a guy from California who is super afraid of commitment. I hate to stop you there, Alex. She works at a real estate office that services cowboys, not a cowboy real estate office. There's a difference. Well, no, it it depends. I think cowboy real estate office could be real estate for cowboys or real estate by cowboys or both. And in this case, it's for cowboys. Yeah, but that, that owner was not a cowboy. He no, no, no. He, but he, he figured out he figured out a lucrative business of selling houses exclusively to cowboy perverts. So she works in this office that serves at least among other clients cowboy perverts. But she's having sex with this dude who uh, doesn't want to commit to anything, partially because he has a lot of debt, and partially he might not be that into her. I don't know. Anyway, uh, at work one day, she is handed an envelope with three hundred seventy thousand six hundred eighty nine dollars and nineteen cents in today's dollars by a cowboy pervert and she decides that even though she has no experience doing capers it's everyone's got to start somewhere time to do a caper she runs off with the money baby's first caper doesn't do a great job of it um she you really misusing the word caper she just steals some money a caper involves exactly a little bit more than she we don't see her like grand plan it's it's like mission impossible like Dude, she yeah. lies to a cop's face, Anthony. She has to lie to a salesman. Oh, I'm sorry. I must be doing capers all the time then. With all... <laughs> <laughs> I did have a you caper ever... to my mom earlier. <laughs> have you ever signed the guest book of a hotel with a fake name? It's a caper now. A caper. <laughs> so she does all of that. Uh, she drives uh, towards her friends with benefits guy in California, um, where she's hoping she can use that money to pay off his debts. And then finally... He cannot marry her because he doesn't want to, and not just yeah. because he's a, in debt. That's my. This is maybe a little yeah. bit extra, not between the lines, but I suspect yeah, you're leading the witness there, a little bit here. He was not going to marry her. That's my guess. Anyway, it doesn't matter because during the drive, she gets a little tired and decides to pull off into the uh, slightly creepy Bates Motel, which used to be nice, but then they moved the highway and also something, something, a lot of murders a long time ago. The current proprietor of the hotel is the tall, cute, but slightly off-putting, uh, awkward Norman Bates, who starts by offering her a sandwich in his taxidermy room and then using his hole in the wall to watch her shower. But then... Wait, can we pause there for a second? Yeah. Like, a full 10 minutes of this movie was just people deciding where to eat that sandwich. It was <laughs> way too long. <laughs> I was trying to... I was looking at to see how people react to this movie, and I was looking up some, like, one-star reviews of this on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. And there are some really dumb opinions, but uh, some people were a little bit bored by the sandwich scene. Oh. <laughs> Too long to eat a sandwich. The pacing that's, of the sandwich is different from what it would be now, for sure. That is, to me, that's the kind of stuff that's so wild, because that's also... I mean, every, this is one of those movies that, like, every scene is incredibly iconic and has things. But, like, the entire sandwich scene is arguably Anthony Perkins' best scene in this movie. That entire mm. conversation, all of the really iconic lines, everyone goes a little crazy now and then, a boy's yeah. best friend is his mother. Like, the way... Like, that whole scene is just 
such a fucking tense, especially if you do kind of know what's coming. It's such a tense scene, and you get so much great performance out of Anthony Perkins. Yeah, it's called Psycho, it's, so you have to kind of know something's coming. Yeah. And then oh, you yeah, go yeah. into that room with all the birds, and you're like, I don't know what he's doing that's creepy, but he's yeah. into taxidermied birds. That's that's weird. Well, especially if anyone is ever like, if someone's into ta- is like into taxidermy, but they're really into animals, and it's kind of like, I'm into the whole process of animals. That's not super creepy. But if you're like, no, 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 I don't like animals. I just like the taxidermy part. That's when it, <laughs> that's a red flag. I it's just like sh- stuffing corpses and keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah definitely red See, flag. The, the other problem- red flag is the other red flag for me. The, I think the biggest part where she should have known something was wrong. Not to like second guess or blame the victim here. But when she, he says, I was just making dinner. Do you want to have dinner with me? And then he brings her tray of sandwiches and goes, these are all for you. I'm not eating. I'm just going to watch you eat. That is very upsetting. Yeah. If you trick I mean, me into thinking we're both eating and then you're just watching me eat, this relationship is going nowhere. And then you insult the way I eat on top of that? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't yeah. bring me food to make fun of how I eat. I mean, this yeah, is the biggest so problem with this time period is that everything was in black and white, so she couldn't even see that the flags were red, right? She just <laughs> the flags are kind of a dark color. Gray flags. Yeah, it's just you told the tell. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, so, uh, okay, so they have a sandwich in the bird room, and then he uses the hole in the wall to watch her shower, but then he gets a little boner, and that sets off a series of events, um, and that shower turns super chocolatey as she gets stabbed repeatedly, just stabbed all the heck uh, by a shadowy figure in a periwinkle blue dress. I'm going to stop me right there. Which I don't think I've ever done. I think you guys always thought. I don't think I've ever stopped myself in a summary. But famously, the blood is chocolate sauce chocolate, because yeah. it's black yeah, and white. Right. You don't have it, you just need texture. It doesn't have to be red. So they just use chocolate sauce, and I love that so much because that shower murder shooting day just smelled lovely. Yeah. Shooting that days. Bathroom. I think. There's seventy seven angles or seventy seven seventy seven shots. Crazy. Like clips for this. Okay, so that week of shooting just oh, smelled, oh at least the first two days of it smelled delicious. After that, mm-hmm. you might have been kind of cloying. But what a lovely smelling day. I love it. Yeah, showering for a like week with chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I bet at the end of that, she apologized to her dad. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then. Um, oh, also, red flag the other way. Um, the real psycho moment of this, more than the killing to me was that she walks into the shower in a hotel and turns the water on f- with her face inches from the shower head. She doesn't test she tests the water with her face. Yeah. That is all. bonkers. It is. That's, it is you have no idea. That is no. sociopathic. Didn't have hands, just faces. Nobody's ever done it that way. You you mm. you know you get the shower going. I get the shower going an hour before I even step. Yeah, in oh yeah, yeah. I, mean? I call him I and I'm like, start the shower. shower I'm gonna like, be there on Wednesday. Uh, I might get uh, dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, Who knows? I, dude, t- that is like so so risky and stupid. Anyway, yeah. Um, not saying she deserved to be. Well, I know, but it took but... you out of the movie. It took you out of the film because yeah. <laughs> nobody showers like that. You yeah. know, especially in a place you've never showered in before. She doesn't know what the water pressure was like. Totally good point. Yeah, right? Well, no, could have knocked out her fucking teeth. Right. Stop, blaming it, the shower, stop blaming it water. on her. 
Stop blaming it on her because this is totally a Hitchcock thing. He just had never showered. They didn't know yeah, how it worked. He was, like, he was like, get in the shower and then turn it on. And she was like, mm. and the crew was mm. like, I don't know that that's right. And he's like, I'm Hitchcock, damn it. I say things and then they happen. I'm a genius. This is how girls shower. <laughs> I, I'm Alfred yeah, Hitchcock. Yeah, he made it specific. I'm sitting here with my mother making a movie about a guy who's obsessed with his mother. Right. <laughs> here right so anyway so <laughs> peeping tom bates uh he shows up after she's been chocolated and is like oh no mom what did you do and then um but i'm i love you still so i'm gonna hide all the evidence so he hides all the evidence of the murder and then um a series of other people Oops. show up trying to investigate that murder and then some of them get oh. murdered and it seems like mama bates is probably doing all of the murderers until um oh shoot we find out from a just a friendly local police chief at church that Mama Bates has been dead for years. Is it a goo goo ghost? No, it's little Norman who suffered a fairly realistic version of disassociative identity disorder, according to my brief Google, after killing his mom. So it's apparently your trauma can be self-inflicted. Um, and then he, uh, where he sometimes becomes his mom and kills people and sometimes just talks to her corpse, which is well-preserved with his bird skills, which is all explained in a 24-minute TED Talk at the end Oof. of the show, movie by the, psycho the police yeah. psychologist. And that's it was the movie. so funny because I was basically, I was watching the movie and I like had to pause and I was telling Sarah, I was like, oh my God, this movie is so great. And the reason part I paused was like right before that scene and then I watched that scene and I was like, Sarah, I was wrong. There was a lot of issues. <laughs> uh, turns out All the tension has been ruined by this exposition I, scene at the end. I mean, I, I really, I think this movie... Come cover to cover is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, from like the incredible Saul Bass uh, credit sequence with that oh, amazing I love the credit sequence. Yeah. Yes, I mean Saul Bass's work is some of the best, uh, especially his stuff with Hitchcock. This Vertigo, um, but like Saul Bass credit stuff, and the ending is so like it is tonally very weird, but it is like again, kind of like people hadn't really seen a movie quite like this before and like nowadays i haven't and like, i've seen this movie before yeah but nowadays you have a guy like a movie that's like hey what about a guy who kills someone every thursday and it's like oh my god that's a great movie i know what that is <laughs> but like people didn't have that like the idea of what if a movie was like a guy stabs people like that just wasn't a thing that people had really put together yet you know well and I, th so, I think you told me this before anthony but like famously this movie shows a toilet flushing and that was super taboo before that was the that. first yes. time yeah, yeah no one had ever done it before so if that is taboo i do yeah. assume stabby chocolate sauce is not a yeah. common movie trope yeah yeah i mean they were also the crazy thing about this though is because this is a great movie to read stuff about uh oh yeah like they were people weren't even good at watching movies the way they'd watch movies before is just the movie would just loop continuously at the theater and people would just like start watching like at any a, point like a like a museum that has like a seven minute yeah, introduction exactly. to yeah, how the train got famous they would just go in basically you start wherever you start and you watch all the way through as much as you want no that's um, such a bad oh my god no for this one there's like no 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 this one you have to start at the beginning and watch through to the end, and this is a, a crazy thing that had. Okay, this is why we I'm, have movie you've times. You looped basically. around. I'm not impressed anymore. Movies were yeah. so dumb back then. Anything yeah. would be original. 
You're saying one uh, of the inventions, one of the one of the revolutionary things about Psycho is that they wanted you to start at the beginning, yeah, and, yeah. and go all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, wow. One, one of yeah. the innovations and, was that it had a beginning, middle, and end. It was yeah, just kind I, of amazing. I think a lot, a lot of people think this movie is much older than it is because it is black and white. Like this yeah. was 1960. Right? There was plenty of color films at this point, mm. but again, the black and white was like a stylistic choice because he wanted to have violence. Right, there was, was absolutely no. Oh. Yeah, but if this was gonna look like, if that was gonna actually be real blood, colored blood, they never would have let him release this movie, right? Interesting. At the time. So that's a part this is of like one of those video there, games you know? where it's like you shoot people and they explode green. So you're like, oh, that's not gross. He's a green alien yeah. person. Um, but yeah, I just the the technique that is used in this movie, uh, the the way this narrative kind of shifts constantly, like my favorite moment in this movie is right after the the shower sequence when norman bates is cleaning up the crime scene and he goes to like dump the car in the swamp which is a very good car size swamp i have to say very lucky that the <laughs> oh, property yeah. owner had mm-hmm. a multiple yeah. 1950s like did you notice when he was, was putting a- the body in the trunk how much trunk space was in I that was, car <laughs> this is the most i've ever been on the same page as you is that like everything you're saying is literally what megan and i talked about while watching this movie we were like that's a large car what a great trunk you got plenty of person space back there you can put a suitcase and a person and a whole mop you could, yeah you've got room for forty thousand dollars and not noticing it that's how much room yeah. is back there um, yeah, but uh, the, the scene when he thing. he pushes the car in and it goes in and it stops for a second, yeah. and just the way as a narrative trick because the movie you start with Janet Lee's character and then you're just with Norman Bates for a while and it's like is right. he the new protagonist of the movie? See the new hero and you're like not supposed to know how you feel, but I have never but, met anyone who when the car stopped you didn't get worried for Norman. Right, and right. it's like that's yeah. brilliant. He just is covering and up. And I've a seen murder. the movie. I know yeah. he's doing the stabbings, and I was still like, oh, "I hope the car goes all the way." Yeah. And you get so invested in it. It's just, it's one of those moments in movies I think about all the time of just like, you know, Roger Ebert called film like an empathy machine, and like that is just yeah. like the power of it is like in that moment it can make you root for this guy who's trying to cover up a murder. You know, it's just yeah. great. Phenomenal yeah, filmmaking. Secretly did a murder, but minutes ago, you. But at the time, you just thought he was covering up for his his old yeah. mom. You felt sorry uh, for him, you know. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. He's, yeah, it he's is also just wild that the protagonist thing. is dead, and then if you pause the movie at that point, which we may have done, and again, we've seen this movie before, we're like, wow, there's a lot of movie left for the protagonist <laughs> to be dead already. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like and- the midpoint is the protagonist dies, which is gnarly. It was like an unexpected development, almost like a yeah. twist of a it sort. Was, it, you know? well, the, the first twist was that it was a it was a caper film, and the second twist, uh-huh. the first the real big twist was the caper thing. You're right. Yeah. What other just one. like thing that was like better than it has any right or even need to be? But her the scene where she is buying the car, where she's switching used cars, mm. is so funny and well written. Where <laughs> the guy is like constantly trying to sucker her, and she is like trying to hustle her. And yeah. she is like, no, no, I am the criminal here. This will not work. Let yeah. me do this. I'm driving. <laughs> it was a really great, like him being so friendly, but like also shysty. It was just so many twists and then the cops. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I do want the sale. 
This is really well written yeah. and fun. I mean, one of my favorite things about all Hitchcock movies is like, you know, he's like a lot of directors do certain themes and things that come up in their work. And one of the big ones for Hitchcock was that he hates cops. Alfred Hitchcock absolutely hated cops. He had no respect for them. He did not like them. He was terrified of them. And cops are always portrayed a very specific way in his movies, right? They're either like bumbling and incompetent or these incredibly scary figures. Like the first time you really see the cop from her point of view, and it's like that shot up, and he has those like half face covering sunglasses. And it's just this real tight close up. And it's just like this disdain and fear that he wants you to feel. And he like pits you in that, you know, and it's it's interesting that that was was his movies. It's interesting that he felt that way about cops. It almost seems like he may have met some. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know for sure, but that's an interesting theory, Alex. uh, Famously, (laughs) I don't know how anyone could come to that conclusion, but famously when he was a child, his mom got him, uh, was angry at him for what his mother and him had a very weird relationship and uh, his mother got angry at him and had the cops come and arrest him and hold him in jail overnight for when he didn't commit a crime just to like she just called the local police department and it was like will you teach my son a lesson and they you know, did everybody in him. this story sucks and wow. it traumatized him really really bad and that's yeah. why he shows cops the way he does he's like but why doesn't he show moms that way then because that is messed up I mean, he shows moms in a pretty fucked up way. I mean, that's true. She's a skeleton. Wasn't implied to be the best mother, right? No, that's true. Yeah. Um, I uh, you mentioned as this is like something that's worth. It's like fun to read more about. Um, the one thing I would not recommend you do is click through from the movie to the novel and then read about the real person the novel was based on, because the real guy that Norman Bates is based on is so much worse than Norman Bates. Ooh. This movie, as a horror movie, not that bad. It's like, uh, chocolate yeah, yeah. stabbing. The real right. person, that like that short Wikipedia article gave me nightmares. Oh, dang. Yeah. Was it like... Super fucked up. I mean, was it Ed Gain? It feels like all yeah. horror movie monsters are inspired by Ed Gain. I so... Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, like he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that's Ed him. Gain, yeah. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter, he inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He, he really? Yeah, all, Crazy. Yeah, all of them oh, yeah, dude. All Gaines. the monsters are just all Ed, you know? That's <laughs> that's what they all are, man. <laughs> all yeah. Well, the, well I, uh, yeah, because Ed, Ed gained, among other things, that <sighs> like Chainsaw Massacre uh, would not indicate, um, had a real messed up thing and kept his mom's body around and was like yeah. that part of it. But um, how about that house, though? Let's talk about some iconic set design. The Bates house. Oh, oh yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Looking, oh, yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm, I recognize it from Universal Studios tour. Yeah, that lot tour. <laughs> this is a classic, uh, classic house on a hill lot tour. Um, yeah, it's hard I, to recognize without the shark jumping out at you in front of it, but it, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely the same house. I love my favorite part of that. Uh, the studio tour is when you get there, they're like, you know, one time Jim Carrey showed up on the lot and he jumped out of the house with a knife and everyone was so, so delighted. And like that happened once out of a billion tours. And you're trying right. to get me, you're trying to get credit for him having been here once. I don't want to milk that this moment for the rest bullshit. of your life. Just something Jim sucks. Carrey did one day. Yeah. Just like that's probably an afterthought. He probably regretted it. He was probably like, this wasn't very good. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? Jacob, what have you done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he was paid to do it to promote Liar Liar or some shit. He's not yeah. actually. There's no celebrities. No one works on this lot. This is just a crappy theme park. Right. Yeah. You're right. Theme park. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I did like the it was the backdraft ride back yeah. in the day. Very fire yeah. heavy. Is that the one that had the um? Do you guys remember if that's the one that had the uh, Waterworld show where the jet ski jumps over your head? Well, Waterworld show is still at Universal. They still have it? Okay, because that yeah, ruled still, when I saw it. Yeah. I saw it as a kid and I loved it. Waterworld Wasn't Waterworld is... that first? Wasn't it that show and then it became a, a movie? Is that that's wrong? Fun. No, <laughs> it, was, by that. it was the movie first and then they said, no, we got to get sure? money out of this somehow. <laughs> so they repurposed a bunch of the That show sets. is so good. Yeah. yeah. I can, yeah, I'm Water so glad World that still exists so because no, I did like mm-hmm. Waterworld too. Actually, Waterworld's pretty good. We did that for the show a while mm-hmm. back for a yeah, wet month, month. Um, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just they were just like we want to we want to do Mad <laughs> Max. Um, our differentiating factor will be the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It's really Mad it's Max fun. plus the sea. It's pretty good. They should have done that with yeah. all types of stuff, mm-hmm. though. You know, but man, that stunt show where the like jet ski jumps over your head into the water. Oh, it's so cool. That is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd you used to be able to today. see Backdraft, Waterworld, and Terminator 2 3D all within the same day at Universal back in the day. Oh, what, what a, a great, day. What a great day. What yeah. a day of intellectual property that would be, you know? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> too bad there's not a psycho, psycho ride, you know, where, you, um, where you're in a big shower, you know? I the mean, whole audience is in a shower. <laughs> and then there's like a big screen and they're stabbing at you, the whole audience, like and chocolate. it shocks you. Yeah, and I, it smells like chocolate. Yeah, that'd be good. Have any of you ever seen the Psycho sequels? No, no so I've, never I seen, did, I, I've never seen the sequels uh, or the remakes or any of that. I did well, see I that there are Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. And, yeah, and Anthony Perkins actually directed 3. And right. was like oh, that's very, He was very, very close to this character, obviously. Um, or, no, I mean, that's good. It is, it is weird, the, like... The, the way that, like, any everything, especially kind of horror-related, has to be a franchise. Like, you would think of all the movies, Psycho would be a standalone. But Psycho has, what, three sequels plus somehow a critically acclaimed TV show that ran for, like, six seasons. Wait, really? What's Te- that like, about? Bates Motel. Bates Motel? It, it has the kid who's the good doctor now, was Norman Bates, and... Uh, it was. Well, what do you, what it, is it? Where is it set? What I is don't it? know. It's like pre Bates. It's like Norman growing up with his mother in the hotel. Oh. My, mom, my mom watches it, or she watched yeah. it at some point. I don't but know. Like you people know. loved it. Well, like, I didn't it know your best friend really... was into that show. <laughs> <laughs> it got really great reviews, and I just, I've never, I just never been able to be like, okay, I want to like really dive in more in these characters and in this world. But the fact that this movie was able to spawn a really, you know, apparently a good TV show 40 years later, it's pretty wild. So the show is a prequel, but it's set in modern day Oregon, it, yes. which is weird. And apparently the last season, season six, is basically the season is the movie Psycho. Set in the modern day. But set, yeah, set in modern day. Yeah, and then um, there's, you know, the, t- the very bad Gus Van Sant remake, which is... Interesting. That was the one where you said is, bad. Isn't that wasn't it just like they just did the exact movie? Well, okay, so it's the exact same movie, shot for shot, except for two differences. One, uh, when he's peeking through the hole, he pulls out his dick and jerks off 
which is not necessary. You and know, then the oh, second because we were all interesting thinking, addition. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, and then like, before if, in if the I was original, make I didn't know what change. was going on there. You know, if we were and playing it's nice one change, I'd be like, but what, what's his dick doing right now? I'm curious. Yeah. And yeah. then this the second change <laughs> is a remake of the remake where we get even closer, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we just remake all movies, but now they have one scene Someone's with some off. genitals where there weren't genitals before. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. just <laughs> get to work, everyone. In <laughs> a movie that referenced any sexual act is remade with actual sexual contact just yes. in case anybody yeah. was confused because i get confused yeah. in sex scenes i'm like what are they doing what is, is that making sure the shower pressure is high enough yeah. no yeah. oh no but yeah. sexual. Yeah. i see yeah and then the other really weird not really change just kind of um <sighs> so Anne Hache plays the janet lee character in the uh, remake uh and when she mm-hmm. dies and does the kind of famous pulls on the shower mm-hmm. curtain and falls over. Rather than cutting it, Gus Van Zant decides to keep the shot. So she falls over the tub with her butt up, and you can just see her butthole like on screen. Oh, uh, weird. It's very weird. So, it's the only time the I've ever had both that happen. Of those, both of those things would be like not the biggest deal if the movie was a normal remake. But yes. if you do it shot for shot, and all you do is you add jerking off on a butthole, you're a pervert. Like, there's no yes, other answer. Yeah. Gus Van Sant is, is a pervert. Down to, like, when the private detective gets killed in the remake, they do the same kind of weird force perspective down the stairs, which was like, it looks cool, but it's definitely a kind of janky shot nowadays and he does that exactly the same and it still looks kind of as janky but he decides to add just like these little weird kind of gross things that weren't necessary it's very weird it is not it's not a good time i would never suggest anyone watch the gus van zant version over no this sounds awful yeah that sounds like that sucks that is just the weirdest it has the same exact score, all all the same exact shots. It's completely recreated, but it's in color, and you have these weird sex things thrown in right back to back. That uh, is so weird. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's so is, weird. It is a very great example as like an intellectual exercise in the way that like. Movies are really lightning in a bottle, right? Even the best ones. If you had a bunch of money and tried to recreate the your favorite movie, it probably wouldn't be as good, right? There's just good movies are magical the first time they get made. Like it's you can't literally just remake a movie and have it be as good. It's just something gets lost. You know? Ooh, that's why Gus Van Sant was like, I need to put my two changes in there. Wait, yeah. so if we take a movie that is clearly bad with no magic in it. Can we right. just like just shot for shot remake, add oh. a butt and then more genitals in, and then it's magic? I think I that's mean, right. I, yeah, so we I take Troll 2, we theory. do a shot for shot remake, that's but we add the Troll's magic. butthole. Yeah, yeah, nobody has the courage to try this. People always <laughs> want to take the easy way out and take good totally. movies and remake them. When the real challenge is take a bad movie and movie, remake yeah. it. That's and make it better. Idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we I talked think, about this yeah, before, you're right. but. Whenever people say like, "Oh, the remake is is worse," it's like, "Well, that's because you started too good." Yeah, yeah. There's not room to improve. There's it's nowhere to like, go. Oh, the movie yeah. adaptation is not yeah. as good as the book because you started with good books. If you start with shit books, 
And yeah. some do. There's several movies. We've talked about this before. There's several movies where the book was kind of shit, but had an interesting yeah. kernel, and they turned it into well, a decent movie. Yeah. Jaws. Jaws is the greatest example of that. Not I didn't a good even book. know that was a book. Why would you need a it... book for that story? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I I always think of the Prestige because I did not. I thought that novel is really stupid, and the movie mm. is so good. But yeah, if you take a stupid book, then of course your remake has mm. your your adaptation has a shot. I kind of like where we are at. Before I like your point right now makes a lot of sense. That's good. But I do think that it would be worth going back to some old movie. It doesn't have to be a bad movie. Like here's an elevator pitch right now. Shrek, but we see his ass. Okay. What about it? What about it? Shrek is jerking off. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, no, don't be crass. I just want to see Shrek's ass just to check. Well, no, I'm not being just these are the, these sure. are the two these are the classic two Gus Van Sants. That's what we well, say. We're not yeah. doing one of them. One of them will be completely yeah. there's no way the kids are gonna be chill, okay? But we could probably see Shrek's ass Maybe in the movie. Kids anymore. Okay. Maybe it's the exact remember, same movie. We all remember how Shrek opens, right? With yeah. him taking a shit. Literally, right. that's the first thing movie. We're already really? 90% of the way there. Yeah, it He's... opens with him in the outhouse. I want to get crazy. away from that part for the ass yeah. part, though. Well, I want to see his ass later. Right, right. I don't this is not a functional ass. ass. This is a, a sexual picture ass. If it's easier, is that yeah. what we want? Should we just get you a picture of his... <laughs> That, okay, I'm gonna do a fan this? edit. I'm gonna do a fan edit of Shrek where no, about no, halfway through the movie shot I just shot remake. <laughs> okay, it's just the whole movie, and then about 30 minutes in, there's just a picture of a green ass, my ass, <laughs> and it's green, and that's well, what you get. So this is the Shrek question: What is ass. what movie? If you did a shot for shot remake with the addition of one jerking off and one butt. What movie have you made? Have you Dude, has gone get, from the jerking off is not going to improve I'm any not movie. In That's charge. the problem. Well, Fancy is that... in charge of this. Okay, all right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: Secret of the Ooze. No. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're already talking about the Secret of the Ooze. I hate it, but I'm going to allow it. It's a good yeah, joke. It, it's a good joke. It's funny. Yeah. You're um, right. I actually hate this. We should move on. Um, yeah. I, I love that we can f- easily fill 90 minutes on the Jungle Cruise, but are having trouble talking about Psycho. <laughs> you know what? It's, when it's, they're good, it's nice to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, who cares? Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't need it's, four people to tell you to go see Psycho. If anything, yeah. it would be more interesting if we all hated it. And I've been yeah, trying yeah. to hate it. But I can't come up with things to hate about it, really. Yeah, I mean, it is a move. This is one of those movies that it's like, it's just so well covered ground. And it is just there's nothing we can say that would be interest like original, um, because okay, it's but that but, that whole thing that was pretty. I'm not sure everyone said yeah. that. I didn't know that before. That's true. Yeah, I didn't know that. Here's either. the other thing. I yeah. I was so prepared to hate this movie on mental health grounds. Oh, until right. I did some mm. reading, and they were like, actually, this is a pretty good portrayal of disassociative identity disorder. Mm. Even before DID was a known disorder. They did a good and faithful job of explaining how mm. you can create the, that trauma could cause you to disassociate in this mm. way. Like it's plausible and like not actually yeah. making fun of mental illness well, or like that's the kind of the the rub with things like this. Like a movie like this would do it, uh, you know, kind of respectfully and well, but because it did it and respectfully and well, everyone's like, well, Psycho did it, so we can take it a little bit further, right? right? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. that it's, these things are kind of just built on it. Um, I did see, there were definitely people who said like, oh, uh, which, is a, which is a very true point, which is that people with mental illnesses are much more likely to be harmed than to do harm. 
Mm-hmm. But the fact that this movie is based on a real person does mm-hmm. undermine the argument that they are like dramatizing this mental illness's uh, harmful effects at the co- at mm-hmm. this cost. I feel like it's a solid, eh, but this happened. So it's not like they yeah. just made it up to make people seem bad. This is like, yeah. but, I mean, there's not also this. the thing it was with way like, worse. the way that this movie is, especially if you, if you guys know, uh, I referenced uh, like the blank check podcast on this movie, yeah. on this body, on this show quite a bit, but they, they recently did Halloween. So doing the John Carpenter series and they had Alex Ross Perry, who's a director on give like this 90 minute dissertation on the history of horror films. Um, and it is very interesting, especially kind of like at this point, kind of before like Halloween kind of brings the horror in. One of the things that about like Psycho that kind of I always find really interesting is the way that it is like it's this, you know, Arizona between Arizona and California. It's kind of this place we recognize. But the Bates Motel is in like this otherworldly place in between the two. Right. Between yeah, I, normal I, didn't, well, I didn't ask, like, where is this Arizona swamp? But that's what I, I love about it. Like, it is, like, yeah. the, even with the kind of, like, the more sort of problematic things about mental health or whatever, you get a movie that this is a movie that's not about that. It's about people who transgress where they're not supposed to go, right? Like, if no one went there, none of this would ever happen. This isn't something that happens on a suburban street. This isn't your regular neighborhood. Right, and it's not this even on the normal highway. She was on the She was off the highway because she was hiding because she did crimes. Yeah, and it's um, kind of like... Well, so you're no, saying I this mean, is her fault, and she got what was coming to her. But another part of just why these movies work and why they're like framed like this, but like it has to be... Or like having that part of it just makes it more interesting as like a whole story to go down. It's why totally. I really want us to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end of the month. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it is a great example. No, like, starring Timber Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Good. It is about Timber so, Joey. So wait, would you say that this episode of Blank Check was good, Anthony? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, so would it be better if it was word for word the same podcast, but we saw yeah. their buttholes? Yeah. Uh, no, because it would also probably be in color then, which was the other thing that Gus Van uh, always said about why he remade it is because people don't want to watch color? black and white movies. No, because he's like, Psycho's a great movie. People don't watch black and white movies, so I'm going to remake it in color. So that people that's ridiculous. Watch it, which people is watch bullshit. Psycho, like, yeah. like, yeah. so what? Yeah, maybe on average, people don't watch black and white movies that much, mm. but people watch Psycho. Psycho's not going yeah. unwatched. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, well, I mean, I think what he meant was, if we made it in color today, I would make eighty dollars or whatever. Like, yeah, it was that's not, what he meant to say. He meant, he to, meant say, to say, I'm going yeah. to get paid if I did this in color. I'm going to get paid a lot I of mean, money to make a movie I've already seen in yeah, color. His, it's yes. so easy. Yeah, his, right? his, it's, look, especially the job of the director, right? He's like, well, we've already solved all the shots uh, and the script God, is already worked out. We're we back to this like little bit edit. How yeah. do you improve a movie yeah. thing? And it's just so look, good. Hunter, you just moved to Portland. You can only yeah. you've seen property and rents raise. It Gus lives here. You know his rents going up too. He needs yeah. that money. That's why he makes these movies. It's yeah, true. Yeah. What's it's another very, movie very... that you could just remake shot for shot and just add color and call it a day? You think and actually get mm. away with that? What's a movie you could do that with? What about this? I got well, one. Wizard of Oz. 
we take we, okay. we add color just to the not it. colored parts of, or flip it flip it's funny but i right. just think so, the whole thing's in color yeah. and now we just ruined the best moment of the movie yeah. i actually kind of like so it's it's in color but then oz is black and white that is very funny <laughs> that is also funny. wait wait wait, wait like, hold on we they made that that's pleasantville oh, oh okay very good point yeah um except that's the one where she masturbates a tree on fire and i don't remember that scene in wizard of oz whoa <laughs> it was there yeah, in the Um Okay, so uh, in uh, other idea for Wizard of Oz, have you? We talked a little bit about Screen X a, a while back. You guys remember Screen X technology? Mm-hmm. Okay, Sounds so familiar? Screen X technology is very popular in Korea, not popular in the United, United States. There's, but there's a theater near me in Koreatown that has it. There's also one in Portland, apparently, oh. but it's not very common. But it's where they have projectors. It's a three-projector system, the main one, and then two projectors shooting at the walls, and the walls are also screens on left and right side. Mm-hmm. So the movie is just more around you. Um, and it's it actually seems like it would be super cool, but then they only do a couple scenes that way. So the movie is just normal, and then all of a sudden the ocean is around you, and then it's back to the... Anyway, so that Wizard of work. Oz, it's in color, mm-hmm. but then Oz is on screen X, so it's all around you the whole time they're in Oz. This is actually mm-hmm. a great idea. I love that. It I could work. Cool. Yeah, it could work. Could work. Or, or one other idea, you do it in like uh. 720 in well, color, I, and then she gets to Oz and it's 1080, and you're like, whoa, shit. We've they like it's it says a lot about the staying power of this movie, but you guys remember that they did a Wizard of Oz movie a few years ago that literally goes from like four by three black and white into widescreen three D full color. No, I don't remember that. Did we do that? Why did we do that? Oh, you're talking about Oz, the great great and powerful. Oz, yeah. the great and powerful, they, they, yeah. But yeah, Sam Raimi, James Franco, it was very bad. Why did Disney they do wanted, that? Because Disney wanted to make Wicked, but uh, they couldn't <laughs> get the rights to it. Well, and also Disney, like, I, I genuinely believe that every executive in Disney, their biggest regret, even though they weren't alive to do it, is that The Wizard of Oz is not a Disney movie. Like, yeah. I think eats at Disney's ass literally every day since that movie's come out. Uh, because they constantly are trying to do stuff with the Wizard of Oz to make people think that it's a Disney movie, even though it's not. Uh, That's so interesting. They just, they just want that Wizard of Oz to be associated with Disney. It's like a huge they bought Spider-Man. thing for the company. They bu- yeah. Actually, they don't own Spider-Man, but they got Star Wars, they got Marvel, but they can't get Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Damn. Oz, no. Damn. Isn't it free? I can't think it's, just, it, it's not really free, though. Free. If it's free, you can't own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, well, that's what they said about aspirin, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I could have thought of a better that's example. What they said about it. What does that mean? Well, like, there's things that are like they're unpatentable, but like, sure, I you still I think can of make, like, right? Um, Hunter's aspirin. I can make Hunter's aspirin. You could, if I want but to. Bayer owns aspirin in the public consciousness. So sure, like Disney but I can make Hunter's like, Hunter's special pill, but it's actually aspirin, you know? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is exactly. that what you're saying? Yes, so you're saying, exactly okay, saying. so, so I could make like the blizzard of Oz mm. and then like, it's all good. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I do like this. <laughs> now you've sold me. Now I'm in again. Okay. Mm. So it's black. It's, so this is why it's color in the first part. And then it's just white. The rest of it. <laughs> Man. Also, wait, 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 we have a wizard though, right? That, that the New Zealand wizard is out of work. Cast oh him. my god the new it's zealand wizard of coming o- together that is a good idea <laughs> the like um 
you can't like you can't just click your heels together and say I'm not going home. You'll have to kill me. Wait, if you just get him over to Australia, it would be the Wizard of Oz again. Yeah, Wait, that's really good. Oh, the, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. The I Wizard really like it. Okay, now we're talking. We're gonna have to see his ass though, and someone will have to jerk <laughs> off. I saw pictures of this wizard. I don't think you'll have a problem with either of those. So, <laughs> honestly, he's I've gonna he's an ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's an ass showing wizard if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's okay. let's skip to the real tax here. You guys you guys get scared in the shower ever? You ever scared someone's gonna murder you in the shower? You know, I, so, actu- I I do actually do. I do actually experience that of getting scared you in do. the shower. Yeah, yeah someone stabbing do. you. Yeah, yeah. I it's weird, but I do think about that sometimes. There's some not because of this movie, someone, though. really. But <laughs> I'm scared well, of several so... things in the shower, and that's not one of them. It's that just, is, just so I don't know why. It's just something and... that pops in my head. Yeah, it's a scary idea. I mean, it's there, like that cliche of like it's a. Uh, this movie will do to blank what Psycho did to the shower is like one of those things you hear right, in horror yeah. movies. This what movie Jaws will do to the basement. Ocean. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. There is, I, I'm more, you know, there are a lot of people are scared of like, I get in my car and somebody might be in the back seat. That's okay. a similar vibe, right? Where you're like, yeah, oh, sure. there could be. Well, I'm more scared of someone underneath my car with like a box knife that slits you Achilles tendon. Uh, oh, that's God. more where my head goes. <laughs> Fuck. Why? Because <laughs> uh, I read a story about that happening once. Uh, okay. A guy would Jesus. hang out under cars and slash people's Achilles tendons as they got into Also, that. Y- y- um, y'all know that Anthony is actually like a, a Greek hero, and that is his one literal weakness. Oh, so. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Anthony's yeah, mom, yeah. his best friend, dipped him in the magical river. You can't stab him. It won't hurt. It won't yeah. work. I am. I mean, I'm afraid of the shower, but it's because of spiders. I don't. I'm not worried about getting stabbed. There are just like lots of spiders appear in my shower at well, various points. No. I don't think they're gonna bother you because you're gonna end there and be in there like not washing your legs like the freak you were. And oh like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and think about that. Back. If she got in that shower and she like first she turned on full blast on her face and then she washed her legs, I'd be like, that's not plausible. No one does that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm scared more of like you know not accomplishing anything in my life, and that's not really location bound. So, oh, but I definitely yeah. think about that in the shower too. So oh, that's a good point. That's fine yeah. too. What am I doing? You know. <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. If it's a little cold out, and I just put the water on hot and just let it run after I'm done cleaning, and just think about how little I've accomplished with my life. That's a that's a solid mm. one. Yeah, there's a lot of scary things about showers. Also, I can see my body mm. naked, which is terrifying. You can slip in the shower and hurt yourself. Oh actually. my god! I'm always just yeah. about to slip because yeah. it's wet, and then you put shampoo on the ground by wash by like rinsing your hair, and it's like, yeah. which is all you do. Wait, wait, as we've covered, mm. is you just wash the hair, and then everything hair else and, it... and parts where your skin connects to itself. Okay, and parts where the skin connects to itself. Yes, that's the yeah. list. Arm, for armpits, you. crotch, but you got to do the you got to do the intersections. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people try and do the whole thing, but not Alex. He leaves. No, I don't think many out. people do that. I, you, I mean, I wouldn't believe that twenty percent of the world showers their neck. I just, there's just like stupid part. Who cares? It's gonna get wet. It's gonna get clean. You're separately we, soaping up your neck. That's that's weird. <laughs> you really? Okay, I don't even know how to react to what you're saying yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> it, no, no, this is washing, I'm not the first one. This I, is a common I, internet discussion. No, I, most I, people I, don't the wash idea their legs. that I'm getting into the shower. 
Like, there's nothing weird about me washing any individual part of my body yeah. in the shower. If you wash there's your neck no and you way didn't specifically you can make me get your like neck dirty, I don't. I think mm. that's a little weird. It doesn't even matter if my neck is dirty or not. It has nothing it to does. do with the dirt. It has yeah. to do with point. me getting inside the shower and then soaping my whole body up, all the parts <laughs> every of inch it. of it. That's every such a waste little, of time. Every little piece of it. Okay. So, the, so again, I was telling you, I, I'm worried in the shower that I'm not accomplishing enough in my life. And you're like, spend 20 extra minutes there washing your clean 20 parts. extra minutes? Just I'm just washing my body. That's your it. That's and your all calves the, and all this other weird shit. Uh, the, the stuff that's getting every, done anyway. You know what? All of it. Yeah. I wash every, Alex, every piece. Alex, what does it say that you are apparently so concerned with time that you don't have time to wash your entire body, but you've accomplished what in your life exactly with that time yeah. you're saving? This is my... <laughs> not washing your neck? I don't understand. I'm not washing my neck and I'm barely treading water. I can't start washing my, <laughs> like, wasting that time. I won't even get worse, Anthony. That's my exactly my point. I've accomplished so little. And you're like, oh, we'll spend more time on your knees. Yeah. And that's cares? true. What they say, men with clean necks rarely make history. <laughs> yeah. The classic. Everybody right, that's does that. I have one. that bumper sticker. Mm. Um, all right, we are going to wrap up. I don't have an argument mm. for today because I forgot, and so that's just going to be. We're just going to have. That's the end of the thing. Um, well, so, final got, thoughts on Psycho before we go. I got. I got kind of an argument that I, I can't imagine anyone. We besides just had one about having an opinion, but no, this is kind of tied into the movie. So, um, one of my favorite things about this movie is obviously the score, the Bernard Herrmann score. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is also nonstop. It's very, very intense. Uh, and Hitchcock's famously his film after this is The Birds, which has absolutely no score. Uh, and so it's you think because... he just like he got he got sick of it? He filled it up. Well, no, he just he was like literally he was like you know experimenting. A lot of his movies he would experiment with different things and pushing himself, critics, challenging. Yeah. Himself. Critics yeah. would, you know, complain that like Psycho doesn't wash his heavy. neck. He's got time to do all uh, that. No, I bet. I think he washed his neck twice. He was a weirdo. No. Um, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, like critics would say, like the movies, the scores doing so much of the heavy lifting. And I think this is true with a lot of movies. Uh, but like Burroughs, he was like, well, let's see if I can do it with no score, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I, I can't imagine Alex has ever even noticed that movies have music in them. Uh, I don't, so I don't believe it. I've never heard it. Yeah, I love, I love a good put down in the question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is, this is so, aggressive, Anthony. Uh, well, I just, I can't. I literally talk whenever I bring up scores with Alex. You're like, there was a score. What? There was music in that movie. Well, what? this one's got like re 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 with the yeah, stabbing. I mean, like I'm familiar. Yeah, dude. I knew um, that for a decade mm. before I ever saw the movie. Right. Yeah. It was a freaking ringtone. Like Jaws, like Donna, Donna. I'm mm. familiar with that music. Yeah, but where do you where do you where do you fall in the um is is score like a crutch that filmmakers use? Is it like a good tool? Is it bad? Like I know a lot of people, especially other film critics, which Alex used to be, who have very strong opinions about score mm-hmm. in movies and stuff like that. But where do you guys fall? Swipe. Yeah, I think it can well, be bad. I mean, it's like anything else. It's like yeah. it it can be really bad. It can. It can overpower the movie. A movie that comes to mind that I would level the 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 critique of the scores doing too much of the heavy lifting is like Requiem for a Dream. That movie, yeah, the score well, never. But in stopped. fairness, Requiem means a music thing. I know that's fair, 
but it's so a film. A third of the words, or mm. a quarter of the words in the title are music mm. related. You have to have a lot of score. I just mean sometimes, sometimes the score is so aggressive. In that movie, and in other movies, mm. the score can be so aggressive that I'm being told what to think so much. Yeah. Or sorry, to feel. I'm not being told what to think. That'd be ridiculous. Oh, I'm thinking about something. Anyway, <laughs> um, told what to feel so much by the score that it uh, it can be suffocating, and it can make me just decide I don't care to play along with the movie because yeah. the movie's just like, you should be sad right now, you know, and yeah. it's saying that with the music very loudly. Movies I think like on that, tension... a lot of horror movies in general, yeah. you overuse score too much to let you know there's a scare coming. Or yeah, the tension is building, the tension. I think, is where yeah. I thought I find it to be annoying sometimes is when a movie is like, uh, not much is happening, but I'm like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be tense right now because you didn't give me an emotional reason you're trying to do with music. Right. But yeah, I think that's like, obviously, that's like saying like, is dialogue bad for movies it's like well when there's when it's bad sure when it's yes. great we love it yeah when it's shitty it's yeah, yeah then it's not good i heard there's oh. a youtube video there's a couple there one i think there was like uh an every frame of painting like on the marvel Sym- symphonic universe where it's just like why are there no like iconic songs that come out of that like why do you not actually remember any of the theme songs every frame oh. uh an audio painting oh, or yeah. none of the frames an audio painting i guess is their thesis <laughs> Um, oh. Anyway, it's super interesting. Re- really recommend the, the the watch or slash listen. And I think there's another one I saw, which was about how Pixar scored um, stuff, which was was pretty interesting. Um, and it was just kind of like the idea of you know, if you establish the theme, you can kind of come back to it and just it change that relationship, uh, like change what the what the what the theme means and what it represents basically along the way. And it's kind of like it can evoke a relationship, and you can use it to sort of show the change in relationship. It, it, it's, it, it's a cool thing where it's just like, if you watch the thing multiple times, you kind of end up seeing a little bit more about like, Oh, what's the, like, what's the work that it's doing? Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. we do a lot uh, with the kids sometimes is that they really get into soundtracks. So I've like, I've listened to like the Kung Fu Panda three soundtrack well over a hundred times. Uh, and then like <laughs> when you watch the movie again, you like kind of like know the, the difference sort of like, I guess, uh, Theme, I think it's like Hans Zimmer that the themes that he's done basically for like the different kind of like bits like oh this is what this element means and like you you can see yeah, like yeah. backwards like I didn't realize he was referencing this like this element in the movie at this point and like oh yeah, it's true like this is a he's playing this a little sadder this time it's like it's cool when you can like develop kind of the, uh, uh, the bummer remix that's my favorite one of my favorite things in movie scores is where there's a <clears throat> piece of music we heard before and then now things are bad and we hear the sad the bummer version of that yeah. song I like that yeah. a lot makes you feel smart yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty good. Um, um uh yeah i my the the one that i think i think it was on the soundtrack or the, the yeah the soundtrack to um team america world police the trey parker and matt stone puppet movie where they had america fuck yeah bummer remix and that was just the we're like we're the, america fuck yeah anyway it was very i just that bummer yeah. remix is stuck in my head for some reason from when i was in when i saw that in college um uh i can well, tell one you one thing on music th- yeah please mm-hmm. Uh, so if you come to you know psycho way late in your life comparatively um it's already been you know made a huge cultural impact and so i recognize the th- opening like theme music from buster rhymes um because he samples it uh and uh, give me some more oh, oh really? so, i didn't notice that and I'm, I'm familiar with give me some more i was like because i was like it's like it's like wait i've heard this before this is busta <laughs> uh, which is really fun. So, must have scored this movie. Good for him. That's, that's, that's wild. It was an early, early. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Saw him live and was like, went backstage and asked. Wow, him, this guy's got a gravelly voice. I want to work with him. Would you? Would you be willing to score my my new horror film? 
I um I will say one more thing on music for me, and then I'll wrap this up, which is um because I'm not very smart about movies, despite having done this for a long time. But the one thing that I remember from my uh, online film class that I did over the Panda, uh, I took I remember like one fact, which is diagenic versus non diagenic music. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Which obviously all of you guys know, but just for the for the, the people at home who have not yet taken this class, um, diagenic uh, is when the music is happening in the world, and non-diagenic is when it's just added and is not actually happening in the world. So, like a radio playing in the car while they're driving is diagenic. Right? Um, but my favorite thing is when it switches, when it's one and then mm-hmm. it becomes the other is a trick that yeah, I like almost cool. every time. There was an episode of uh, What We Do in the Shadows on the new season a couple weeks ago where just like Laszlo, I think, starts playing the theme song on the piano and it becomes the opening theme. And it's mm-hmm. great. It's so delightful. It's always uh, a good trick. Yeah. 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 Love it. Fun movie fact. Look at me. I know. Fun movie fact. I, I, you know how I had time to take that class? Skip the neck wash. Get the extra 10 minutes each day. <laughs> oh, coming back around. <laughs> My beautiful clean Thank neck. you so much for listening to Read It. We, we will be back again next week. Next week, the pendulum swings from horror back to Rocky. Are we talking about Southland Tales? Is that what it is, Anthony? Yes. Next week, we're talking about Southland Tales. We're going back to watching The Rock for Rocktober. What is Southland Tales and why are we watching it? Well, have any of you seen Southland Tales before? Oh boy, uh, this is a I talking comedy both, thriller. I, I really love big swings and a miss. This yeah, is Richard Kelly's like follow up to Donnie Darko. It's not a good movie. It's a very oh. bad movie, but it's oh. it is he he got you know Donnie Darko this little indie hit. People really were like, let's let him get a bunch of money. Everyone wanted to work with him. hit that makes no sense at all. So they were like, yeah. let's give this confused man a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, if you think Donnie Darko doesn't make sense, you have no idea <laughs> until you've seen Southland Tales. But this right. is... But it's only um, 17 million, so it's modest. Yeah, but I mean, compared... No, it's real money, but, yeah, yeah. But he it's is... It's got Justin it Timberlake, is, hell yeah. Yes, it is uh, The Rock from before he became the action star rock this was the right. rock willing to like i'll i'll do anything i think right. he's running for president in the movie so that's kind of become topical uh-huh. uh, i've not seen it in a long time i don't i remember really not liking it but it's a weird rock movie we haven't done uh so i'm excited for it, it will be more interesting than jungle cruise i guarantee you that <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a famous sophomore slump for a director. That is fascinating. Yes. Oh, he never got out of that slump. Uh, Richard did, Kelly. Did he do anything never... after this? Uh, he did a bunch of other really weird, poorly received things, like the box and some other stuff. But no, nothing, nothing of note. So it were, okay. So according to just a brief Google, it it was played at Cannes at the Cannes Film Festival in 2006 and it was it bombed everyone hated it and so they went back and edited 20 minutes out before they put it out in theaters which is brutal yeah Um, but apparently you can also watch the 160 minute uh, can cut now so that's interesting Um, I'm I'm very open to this now I am excited he Richard Kelly is amazing because he's the only director that the director's cut of Donnie Darko is much worse than the theatrical cut. 
and it's really one of the only times I've ever seen that. That was like, oh, producers who cut up your movie made a much better movie than you made, dude. I love that. Okay, well, that's awesome. Um, we'll th- we can't wait to talk to you about that next week. Um, in the meantime, coming up later this week, we're going to have a special bonus episode, which is this episode, but we see Hunter's butt. <laughs> All right, and then uh, uh, thank you. that's it. Also, please send us your email. We love to get email podcast at read weepcom and we really appreciate, especially our meat buddies who donate uh, their hard-earned money. They set on fire at metreon.com and we're working on some new Patreon bonuses and, and incentives that's coming out yeah. soon. So, if you are exci- if you want some some sh- some cool shit from us, some really important life changing stuff, mm. you're gonna want to do that on Metreon. Um, and I'm get donating them a kidney. Yeah. Don't uh, on Patreon. One of our tier. Patreon people <laughs> will get kidney a kidney. Tier. Even if you don't need it, you're gonna have. You're gonna give you three kid. You'll have three kidneys. We're oh putting another one. Three kidneys. Wow. Yeah. There's only. Yeah. This, this, we're actually pretty hard limited on how many people can get this specific tier. <laughs> I'm realizing. Yeah. No. It's just. It's just the one. <laughs> Once um, we get the yeah. fifth person, one hours? of us will have to die. I can find <laughs> kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, we will donate a kidney pie if you donate to the Patreon. Kidney anyway. bean. All right. Anyway, thank you for being here, Hunter. It's always great to chat with you. Yeah, hey, thank you. Still in the shower. Ezra, always a pleasure. Yeah, um, this is me, like, I'm not, gonna, not even going to touch a fly. You'll see. You'll see that I wouldn't even hurt a fly. <laughs> and Anthony, it's always so great to chat with you. We'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Yep. Take great it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.